Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We're in continuous contact with American citizens who remain in Afghanistan. Such a humiliating fiasco. We just need help with the lights. That's it. We're barely surviving through the sea. This built with three and a half trillion dollar tax and spend bonanza. It would wreck our economy. It would increase inflation. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It's a new week. Eh, not a brand new week. It's Tuesday. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> new sm- week for us. Right? Kind of a little week, right? Yeah. I <laughs> uh, hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. I, football was um, all over the place. Quite exciting. Some good games. Uh, East Carolina struggled, obviously. The... Um, Virginia Tech North Carolina game was Virginia Tech won, but for you, you Tar Heel fans, it was a. Uh, I, I mean, now if you talk to a Tar Heel fan, they, they they thought it was terrible, but looking at the the game was. Uh, I mean, if you were a neutral observer, it was a competitive game, but they were packed in there like sardines. <laughs> yeah, Virginia Tech. I, I forget what their stadium size is, but I've been I don't know half a dozen games at Virginia Tech at least, <laughs> and. Um, Let's just say you don't have any extra room. Whatever they say it sits, they should probably sit about 10,000 less. Well, have you ever been to a basketball game at Cameron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that holds, what, about 75, 7,700? And it probably actually holds about 5,000. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, uh, you get, they give you a two-by-four to sit on. You get nice and, and cozy with your, your neighbor, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, anyway, I mean, when I was watching some of those games over the weekend, I thought, the, the Anthony Fauci's of the world have got to be going crazy. And uh, sure enough, he came out and uh, talked about how, oh, this is bad. Uh, he, he came out and said it was, um, you know, just very concerning, the lack of social distancing and mask wearing we, at the stadiums around the country. We cannot have football until I say so. Yeah, really? Something like that. <laughs> so he joined CNN's New Day this morning, one of their liberal broadcasts. Well, they're all liberal, right? Um, he said, I don't think it's smart for stadiums to be packed with fans. We could be stuck in an outbreak mode, and that's why I think you're going to be seeing a lot more local mandates, he said. There's going to be organizations, there's going to be universities, there's going to be colleges, there's going to be sports events, travel events, where the rule is going to be if you want to participate, you get vaccinated. Fauci added, if not, sorry, you're not going to be able to do it. And I think when we get more and more of that, I think we're going to start seeing a great reduction in the number of cases. Yeah, you know, This guy is playing both sides. He's really hedging his bets. On one hand, he's saying, oh, look at, look at all the stadiums filled with people. That's going to make it worse. But we'll have local mandates come down from the authoritarians, and that'll make it better. So it, what is it, Anthony? Is it going to be worse or better? But by his admission, you know, only recently when the science, you know, had been there for months, vaccinated people can spread the virus. Bingo. It just keeps, you know, hopefully people keeps from them. dying. Um, exactly. I don't, I don't think it slows it up necessarily at all. But um, and, and no, personally, I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor. Everybody knows that. Okay. But personally, I think you're going to see more and more A, vaccinations, and B, natural immunities. Hmm. And I actually think, okay, you might see a little pop from – uh, some of these games 
But I think over the next 30 to 90 days, I think you are going to see a reduction, but not because of local authoritarian mandates, but because of natural immunities taking place. And here's the other thing, too. It, it was very telling over the weekend that these stadiums were packed. And if you watched any of the games, you, you might if, if there might have been a close-up or two of an individual with a mask on. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even one percent of the people that were watching these. They were attending these games that were wearing masks. Uh, I, you really, you look at that and say to yourself, "Are the people have they had it? <laughs> are are they saying, Anthony, enough is enough?" Uh, yeah, I definitely think so. But, but also, you know, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Uh, full disclosure: I've had the virus and I've had the vaccine. But the whole mask ridiculousness, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. I mean, the studies are crystal clear that masks do not prove to do anything. Bingo. But if they were so important, just like last year when when the when the epidemic pandemic was in a well, probably probably now it's not as high as it is now, but it was it was still at the height of the pandemic last football season. This ridiculous mess when you had NCAA football players out there on the football field, and they're all on top of each other. You know, offensive, defensive <laughs> linemen. Exactly. I mean, you're literally, sw- you know, you're um, trading sweat and spit in a normal right. game. I mean, that's right. just the facts. But then they go to the sideline and they got to put on a mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, that is beyond insane. Uh, symbolism without substance. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really do think, though, that people are suddenly realizing that they've uh, maybe been fed some lines that aren't exactly like they were fed. Uh, and I, this really is, I think, with the authoritarians overplaying some of the things that they have done and said, it, it, it resembles the little boy that cried wolf. Now, COVID is real. COVID is dangerous. And we've all known people that have gotten very, very sick, and we've known some that have died. So it's real. But you know what? The wolf was real, too. And quite frankly, you know, some of these things that are coming out concerning, if COVID was that bad, which, well, it is that bad, but why why do people say, go go wear a mask and you'll be fine? Because it's, it's not. I mean, you're really, it's like telling someone, a, 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 well, I, I, there, there's some examples I can think of that spread things that I won't going to use, but. I mean, truly, they—it's—it's it's the little boy that cried wolf. I mean, every time I wear a mask, and I and I wear a mask when I, I you know, when I think it's maybe just—I don't know—I I really do it for other germs more than I do anything else. Most of the time, I do it out of compliance, but I'm constantly having to remove my glasses, and because they fog up. If my glasses are constantly fogging up, I don't think the mask is really. I mean, it, it might help you if you're. You know, if you're systematic and you're sneezing and coughing like crazy and you should be home even if it was, you know, just a normal cold and flu type situation. Well, well, I have said before, I I will wear a mask if I go into a private business and they say, if you want to come in, you've got to wear a mask. I'll put a mask on. Not because I believe in masks, but, okay, I want to go to this private business. That's, I mean, look, if they, you have businesses that say, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Okay, that's fine. They say no mask, no service. Okay, I'll put a mask on. I you usually know, have a shirt and shoes on, by the way. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't mind people wearing a mask, and just in general, because a lot of people, you know, they don't brush their teeth enough. But uh, that's another topic. <laughs> the uh, speaking of Rand Paul, 
I mean, Rand Paul's, Rand Paul's part of the next story. Speaking of Anthony Fauci. <laughs> you uh, don't get those confused. Well, uh, it's really interesting. The Intercept has come out with a story today, which a number of other publications have picked up and run with. And what's interesting is the Washington Post had a story um, that sort of confirms what The Intercept had. But The, the Intercept, through the um, uh, Freedom of Information Act, they, they put a request in, and they have obtained a number of emails that makes it pretty clear that when Anthony Fauci and Rand Paul were getting into it on whether or not the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases funded the Wuhan labs, and Anthony Fauci said, ah, you don't know what you're talking about now, we're not doing it. And then when Rand Paul came back and said, uh, do you want to recant that? No, I'm not going to recant that. Uh, well, there have been a bunch of emails that have come out now through the Freedom of Information Act that The Intercept has requested and, and now gotten a hold on that um, reveals that uh, the U.S. government pumped $3.1 million into American health organization EcoHealth Alliance to back pat corona, uh, bat coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, now and we, this, is all, this is not new news, but it has now been verified through emails that originated from Anthony Fauci. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really going to be interesting how this comes out at the end. The documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, and the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic um, enhancement at the Wuhan Institute are untruthful. Um, Rutgers University chemical biology professor Richard Ebright wrote in a Tuesday Twitter, the documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH director Francis Collins and the NIAID director Anthony Fauci that they did not support gain of function is untruthful. The materials further reveal that the grants also supported the construction in Wuhan of the novel cometric MERS-related coronavirus that combines spike genes from one MERS-related coronavirus with genetic information from another MERS-related coronavirus. Now, you remember Anthony um, Fauci and Rand Paul got into it big time a couple of months ago. The Republican uh, from Kentucky accused Fauci of lying about gain of function uh, I've never lied before to Congress. I do not retract that statement, Fauci said. He added that the research Paul referenced was, quote, judged by qualified staff up and down the chain and as not being gain of function. That's the other thing that has come out is it's pretty evident. And, and again, the Washington Post is uh, reporting on this as well. But it's pretty evident that Fauci makes up his own rules. He mm -hmm. gets his own people, people to make up his own rules and create their own definitions of what's up and what's down. Well, you know, he has been so inconsistent for the last year and a half and and completely contradictory of what earlier statements he's made when he makes emphatic statements about something. You know, it's it's hard to remember when you not don't tell the truth. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember any extras. And uh, sooner or later, um, 
you know, going on MSNBC and CNN where you got, uh, you know, a bunch of, a panel of. Fanny know, kissers? Yeah. Uh, seal, clapping seals is what I call them. Whatever they say, they're going to just clap. I mean, you can't go to jail for what you say on there, but you darn sure can go to jail for lying to yeah. Congress. Yeah. Well, and, remember, uh, Paul came out and said, are you sure you don't want to retract that? And he even said, you know, it, it's, it's an offense. It's a, a criminal offense to be lying to Congress. Are you sure you don't want to retract that? He said no. You know, you mentioned the Washington Post article. Is Washington Post signaling to all the mainstream media and liberal media? I mean, I've recently seen some Washington Post articles, some Politico articles that, you know, typically, well, certainly Washington Post is left-leaning. Political, uh, Politico certainly is not right-leaning. No, mean, middle of the road at best. At best. Um are they fine? Is the Washington Post signaling to everyone, okay, it's time to start doing some honest reporting? Because, you know, there's been not only on uh, the coronavirus, but on some a Afghan issues. Um, maybe finally the mainstream media, you know what, say, says, hey, we, we can't, we just can't be all about uh, talking bad about Donald Trump. We got to, we got to at I least resemble well, journalists somewhat. To answer your question, I think, yes, perhaps they are doing true journalism, but I don't think it's because of uh, some love fest with Donald Trump. I think it's because they're, they realize that our credibility is so tarnished that we better get a couple things right or we're going to be totally out of business. I mean, they, they probably see the, the Washington Times is not as in rough shape as the New York Times. So the Washington Post is not as rough shape as the New York Times. But the um, bottom line is if, if they don't begin to get their mess together, they are going to be out of business. I mean, the credibility is, it's you know, the, the honest person out there, there's still a few uh, lemmings that will believe anything that they say. But the majority of people are, are seeing the truth. There's enough other places you can go to find out what's going on. And, you know, you, you can say all you want that Joe Biden's the emperor, but he has no clothes. And the Washington <laughs> Post and the New York Times better start talking about the fact that he's out there stark naked. Yeah, and he doesn't realize if he's stark naked or not. I mean— <laughs> That's the truth. He's pretty bad shape. It's really sad. He is rough. But anyway, getting back to this Anthony Fauci, I mean, Jim Jordan came out and said, Fauci is hiding something and should face an investigation. Ronnie Jackson, who's been on this program before, out of Texas, new congressman out of Texas, he used to be the uh, Donald Trump doctor, uh, demanded answers. And for Fauci to be terminated from his role as top health advisor to the president, Ronnie Jackson also said, you know, this is the problem. These people get in there for life. And oh, they, yeah. they get so much power, and they can control so much money, and you can't get rid of them. I mean, just as you talk about term limits for our elected officials, we need term limits for some of these bureaucrats. Yeah, Fauci's been there like, what, 45 years yeah. or some crazy yeah. number? Well, the guy's like 80-something years old. Uh, Josh Hawley had the harshest criticism, demanding that Fauci resign immediately. Anthony Fauci has repeatedly and deliberately misled Congress and the American people, resign and face an, a congressional uh, inquiry and listen come 2022 I, the republicans you better not forget what you're saying now don't mm. let it be bygones be bygones when 2022 comes around well i just forget it he's gone now anyway and if the republicans take back the house um which they <laughs> should if they don't open up some investigations on on the the origins of this which is clearly china i think now is clearly intentional then no. I don't. I don't think the American voter outside of the 
people that voted for Joe Biden will ever trust the Republican Party again. Well, Ronnie Jackson came out and basically said that the only thing that you could possibly want to do with this is chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. You, and why are we why are we funding chemical warfare through our enemies? We'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back again, Tom, Betty, and Clark. Today is National Beer Lovers Day, September 7th. It's also National Salami Day. (laughs) (laughs) Beer and salami, I I guess some people like those together. National Beer Lovers Day. So does that mean you're supposed to love beer or love someone who loves beer? You can do both. <laughs> Go for it. Um, for those uh, East Carolina Pirate Nation folks, 12 days until International Talk Like a Pirate Day. 12 days from today, in case Arg. you were wondering. Arg. Uh, take a look at your weather forecast tonight. Mostly cloudy, a low around 71. Tomorrow afternoon, a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Chance of rain, 50%. Uh, highs tomorrow uh, near 88 Tomorrow night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, a low around 73. Chance of rain tomorrow night, 30%. Thursday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, again, about 50% chance. And, again, your high on Thursday, not quite as warm, about high of 83. I am enjoying the cooler weather, I must say. Oh, Friday night and Saturday night was like gorgeous. Saturday morning, I think it was 55 when I woke up. I loved it. I just. Yeah, no humidity. I just want to go out in the yard like a dog and just roll around. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i have to admit i didn't have that desire but it's uh, just I, i'm just <laughs> sick of hot humid weather sorry well i i hate to see the summer days long days in but I, I do like the cooler less humid weather weather brought to you by ironwood voted best golf course in greenville two years in a row ironwood golf and country club boasts an 18 hole lee trevino design course full service dining and outdoor pool tennis and more Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is a perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood, pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes us the best. Give them a call, ask for Jenna. Go on out and see her. She'll give you a free tour of the course and the clubhouse. She'll drive you around one of the golf courts. It's, It's fun just to go out and see it. Be a part of the best. Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Again, that number, 752-4653. So the State Department is refusing to grant official approval for private evacuations flight from Afghanistan to land in third countries, even though the department conceded that official authorization would likely be needed for planes to land in those nations, this according to Fox News. Furthermore, the State Department explicitly stated that charter flights, even among those containing American citizens would not be allowed to land at Defense Department air bases. So Mm. uh, you got this uh, one uh, cut ready, uh, Clark. It is um, Mike McCall. Is that ready to go cut one? Okay. This is Mike McCall on Fox News Sunday a couple of days ago talking about this very thing. Since we left the country on Friday, how many Americans have gotten out of Afghanistan since we pulled out. I understand zero. And in fact, we have six airplanes at Mazar Sharif Airport, six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak, uh, also with these interpreters and the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands right now. They, we have, the state has cleared uh, these flights and the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. 
So I'm sorry, the answer to your question is zero. And that's my concern is they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy as the government of Afghanistan. What demands are the Taliban making? They are not clearing the airplanes to depart. They, they've set, sat at the uh, airport for the last couple of days, uh, these planes, and they're not allowed to leave. Uh, we know the reason why is because the Taliban wants something in exchange. This is really, Chris, turning into a hostage situation where they're not going to allow American citizens to leave until they get full recognition from the United States of America. My concern is that Zalkalizad, our special envoy, who's met with the Taliban, they're in talks right now, uh, and I think I, I worry his recommendation to the administration will be to recognize the Taliban as the official government of the United States, a, a Taliban organization uh, that is a terrorist organization. Now, listen, the Biden administration, I, I'm predicting, will grant the Taliban legitimacy, recognize them as the official government in Afghanistan. Mm. This, is what, this is what Obama has wanted since he got in there. I mean, I, I said this throughout the Obama years, and I continue to say it. Every time President Obiden, oh, Biden, there you, you go got again. It right. You got it right. Every time <laughs> President Obama did something that was, you know, okay, is this going to help America or help the jihadists? He always helped the jihadists. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what Obama wants. Obiden and Obama. Um, now, again, Mike McCall is saying it's the Taliban, but a number of these organizations, including Glenn Beck's organization, the Nazarene Project, I think he calls it. Yeah, Nazarene Fund or something. They're, yeah. they're saying the problem is the State Department. And for the State Department to come out, I mean, would you not think, these are American citizens, would you not think that they would come out and say, if you can take off land at any American military base anywhere in the world, we welcome you. Would that not be what you would say? You would think so. Um, I mean, as hastily as the people they did evacuate out was done. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be easier. No, no more people in there now. It, it's got to be easier once they get to the base to vet, vet them there than it is to just, you know, yeah. leave them At there. At least you have a controlled environment. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, and I, I pray to God it does not happen, but I am afraid we're going to see a complete bloodshed if i mean they're they're going to basically hold these people ransom before it's over with well lindsey graham was doing an interview which was released today i guess he did it yesterday released today with the bbc this is cut too now you talk about bloodshed i i i hope and pray i literally and my wife and i are praying daily for the people of Afghanistan and the Americans in Afghanistan and, quite frankly, the Christians in Afghanistan because those are the three categories that are going to be targeted. Lindsey Graham said this to the BBC about what the future will hold with Americans, the Taliban, and Afghanistan. They're going to give safe haven to al-Qaeda, who has ambitions to drive us out of the Mideast writ large and attack us because of our way of life. We will be going back into Afghanistan as we went back into Iraq and Syria. To the Hang on. Are you you seriously think the United States will once again, in in a foreseeable future, put troops back into Afghanistan? We'll have to. We'll have to because the threat will will be so large. Why did we go back to Syria and Iraq? Why do we have 5,000 troops in Iraq today? Because of the caliphate rising 
projecting force outside of Iraq, killing Americans, killing the French, attacking the British. So yes, it will be a cauldron for radical Islamic behavior. You cannot deal with this over the horizon. Here's my solution. Help the resistance in the Panjshir Valley. The Taliban will not be able to govern Afghanistan. They're hated by the Afghan people. What's gonna happen over time is you're gonna see the resistance rise. ISIS will come after the Taliban large and the entire country is going to fracture in the next year, creating a perfect storm for Western interests to be attacked. You can do one of two things. You can say, that's no longer my problem. Let it build and get hit or hit them before they hit you. Uh, you know, that is, that is, in one sense, a scary thought, but it's, it's just this, this whole collapse is is just a scary thought. It's a scary thought of who we got in the White House. It's a scary thought of the progressives that are running the State Department. Uh, everything about it is a scary thought. I, you know, you got to remind yourself that God is sovereign and He rules over the affairs of men. But uh, you know, there's unfortunately there's a lot of evil in this world as well. Well, you know, not that I put much stock in anything comes out of the United Nations, but. I mean, there is no accident that China and Russia did not sign off on the diplomatic restrictions that the U.N. just passed, mm -hmm. what, 10 days or so ago? I mean, this this area of Afghanistan, <laughs> I mean, it's just ripe for the taking, and it's ripe for China and Iran and Russia together to just entirely take over that whole region which has um, – I'd be surprised if Russia went back in. They've been there once, and well, they did I, not I have a good time. I don't think it's <laughs> – in their interest militarily, but um, it's in their interest to, for oil reserves in the whole region. And, yeah, and they'll, they'll go in and make a deal with the Taliban yeah. and say, you know, you let us in, we'll we'll uh, we'll and we'll funnel you the money that comes out of the ground. Uh, we'll take our percentage, you'll get your percentage, and it would be something along those lines. Uh, Grandpa from the Munsters, also known as Chuck Schumer. Um, came out over the weekend and claimed that all Americans were safely out if they want. And this is what we said a couple of weeks ago. If they wanted to get out, they got out. They had 19 days as he yelled at the camera when he did his presentation or whatever he said uh, last. I think it was 19 days. He said, I mean, he, you know, essentially last week he was acting like, Hey, it's your fault. If yeah. you're left there. No. And that's what we said when they came out that first day and said, anybody that wants to get out, that was their get out of jail free card. Yep. Oh, we, well, they didn't want to. Uh, it is it is sick. And by the way, the State Department, while they are blocking individuals from getting out, if there's a situation where individuals actually do get out, they'll come and take some bows for it. <laughs> there is a family Four Americans, a mom and her three children, they escaped from Afghanistan yesterday, traveling overland across the border into a neighboring country. Now, there's limited information about how it happened and where it happened, because quite frankly, there might be other people that need to try and get out, and who knows who's listening to these stories. The State Department, while they're saying, no, you can't come into, you know, we're not going to let the planes leave. They claim to have facilitated the family's evacuation. The actual or organizers behind the rescue mission said that the State Department was, quote, exaggerating its involvement and deserves little or no credit for the rescue. But they're taking the bows. 
Unbelievable. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go down to uh, Havelock. We got Ron on the line. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, I heard you play that clip there about the Taliban holding those planes hostage. Glenn Black addressed that on his show this morning because four of those aircraft are from the Nazarene spot. Right. The they were held there because of the State Department would not uh, authorize landing. Right. And there were senators and uh, Congress people involved over the weekend trying to get the State Department to authorize landing rights. All those people were either American citizen, green card holders, or they had the proper documentation issued by the State Department. And, you know, the manifests were cleared and everything. They had permission to uh, take off and everything. The Taliban weren't holding them. And, you know, you can verify that, you know, by, you know, calling these, you know, like, say, Senator Marsha Blackburn, I remember her name of Tennessee. She was participating in that, has been actually for a couple of weeks now. Good stuff. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate the info. Um, if you want to join us, five six one eight two five five. We got to take another timeout. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. Back to news and views. Talk ninety six point three and one zero three seven. Welcome back in. You were asking earlier about uh, well. Publications like the Washington Post and the New York Times change their ways? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I mean, at, at the heart of the matter, they're, they're going to be liberal, true, true blue liberals. Um, an example, the New York Times came out with a story after Joe Biden met with the Gold Star families at Dover Air Force Base. And we talked about this last week, the number of stories where families were just basically telling President Biden to shut up. We don't want to hear about the fact that you're still grieving over your son, Bo. And again, we feel bad that President Biden lost his son, Bo. But when you um, are trying to talk to someone else that's grieving, you don't make yourself the center of the attention. And uh, quite frankly, none of the Gold Star families wanted to hear about Bo. The New York Times originally came out with a headline, Biden still grieving his son finds that not everyone wants to hear about it. Apparently, they got so much pushback from the White House and the Biden administration, they changed the headlines to, in invoking Bo, Biden broaches a loss that's guided his presidency. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, if you heard um, this morning, one, one of the Marines' uh, father was on one of the news programs. His, his son was not killed, but he was injured. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard it. I forget I what not. show it was on. But, uh, I mean, he was pretty much like told his daughter to go down and say, tell the president not to bring his you know what to see me <laughs> you know i mean he was just he was not happy His derriere yeah uh biden today went to survey the damage done by the remnants of hurricane ida up in new jersey and new york and of course any good progressive can never allow something like that to go by without bringing up global warming which of course they did um <laughs> joe biden if it's, he's not talking about ice cream he really doesn't need to be talking I mean, really. So he decides that he is going to now share with us the nomenclature about uh, severe weather. Here was Joe from earlier today. 
you know, the looks like a tornado, they don't call them that anymore, that hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country and in Iowa and Nevada. and I mean, it's just across the board. And, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, we're in this together. Wetlands in Iowa uh, and Nevada. Ask the people of Oklahoma, Texas, and Iowa. and What do they call them? Kansas. <laughs> I think they still call them tornadoes. Yeah, they? I think they, they call it tornado season, Joe. Uh, Janice Dean said, yes, we still call them tornadoes. Yeah. Um, Evacuation is another word he needs to leave alone. <laughs> he, he butchers that one up pretty bad. I don't know if you heard that last week. Evacuation or something, I think he said. Somebody else tweeted, I've lived in Nevada for 32 years. I just became aware that we are, A, in the middle of the country, B, have crops and wetlands, and C, have tornadoes that wipe those out. <laughs> in Indiana, we still call them tornadoes. One individual said, did I miss something? Uh, what do they call them now? Twisters, vortexes, wind tubes? Um, you know the thing. The thing, yeah, the thing. <laughs> there's, there's Joe sharing with us his brilliance. Um, I tell you, let's go ahead and take our other time out because I want to get this the story out of the uh, News and Observer. I want to spend a couple of minutes on, and uh, we got to take a break here in a minute. We'll get, we'll get our last break out of the way and give us a good ten minute segment to talk. We'll be right back. Riding shotgun with your five o'clock drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk ninety six three and one zero three seven. Hey, I did want to mention uh, over the weekend, the North Carolina State game, uh, they had, I guess it was halftime, they did a tribute to the Marines that lost their lives. And uh, the marching band got up and spelled out the word America. They pulled out uh, the American flag and they played Amazing Grace. And uh, it, it will give you goosebumps. See if you can find that, Clark, and put it on uh, ENC News and Views. If you haven't seen it already, you need to go look at that. Uh, and my understanding is the people got up and cheered and uh, just got into it. And a, f- a few people had <laughs> a few unkind things to say about Joe, apparently. <laughs> but uh, it'll give you goosebumps. I mean, and it, it, you know, it, the, fact that so, the fact that they did it, that a state university would do something. I, I, thank you, NC State. I, I hope ECU does something this weekend. Yeah, I'm sure there was people that didn't like it in the administration. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not high up, but I'm sure there was. <laughs> there's still even even universities in North Carolina um, thinks it's okay to protest America, but not recognize and memorialize Americans that give their lives so you can have that right to protest. Bingo. Well said. Uh, the News and Observer's got a story out today that is a total hatchet job on private and Christian schools. Now, they can say, oh, we're just reporting what it baloney. The title of the piece is, In North Carolina Sent Millions to Private Schools, with anti-LGBTQ plus policies. They go on to say in the article, five Mecklenburg County private schools with policies that target LGBTQ plus people received nearly $750,000 in state money during the 2020-2021 school year, the most recently available data shows. 
really, what exactly did the data show? Did the data show that these private schools had policies that targeted LGBTQ plus people, that targeted them? I mean, and by the way, what they're talking about here, and first of all, I mean, how many billions of dollars do we spend on education? $750,000 went to opportunity scholarships legislation. Okay, that's, that, that money went to needy people that wanted to be able to send their kids somewhere other than a government school that apparently those parents didn't think were meeting their child's needs, whether it be spiritually or academically or with discipline. Who knows what the reasons were? But the bottom line is, they are not policies that discriminate against LGBTQ people. And look, you could just as easily, first of all, your arguments with the scriptures, because the Christian and Catholic schools, for that matter, some of the private schools that just have standards, and I mean, you know, they, they, they go after, in this article, they go after the fact that it's discrimination because in these private schools, they don't let biological males dress up as females. Oh, that's, that's cruel and unusual punishment. But look, they're not anti-anyone. The, the Christian schools and the Catholic schools are pro-biblical values. And it could just as easily be said of pro-LGBTQ people, if you're going to use their logic and their reasoning, you could just easily say, well, those people are anti-Christian. They're discriminated against anyone with biblical values. But for the News and Observer to come out, I mean, this is a long, long article that they just slam Christian private schools and just go on and talk about how they're anti-LGBTQ+. I, I, I skimmed that article. I, I had not read it until you mentioned it to me at the break, and uh, there's not a lick of journalism in that article. It is a slant piece that, yeah. that I would be willing to bet a day's pay, a week's pay, that this person that wrote this article, it was proofread by the North Carolina Association of Association Educators, educators yeah. the Democrat Party, all these liberal people that throw money at anything has to do with you know public for private schools. I guarantee it was proofread by them. It's, it, it's, it's nothing anti-LBGTQ in this article um, or in, in these schools, but I guarantee you in, pu in public schools, if they ask me my opinion about LGBTQ and I express that, you know, I, I, I just don't believe in it for religious beliefs, they would probably suspend me oh, yeah. <laughs> if but, I was a student. It's not probable. It's happening. There's a Christian teacher in Virginia who has been fired for refusing to refer to trans-identified students by using male pronouns, even though the student is female. Peter Vlaming who taught French at West Point High School for seven years before being fired, has appealed his case to the Virginia Supreme Court. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. This is up outside of Richmond in King, King William County. And, of course, you had the, uh, the other teacher uh, up in uh, Tanner Cross, up in Loudoun County in Leesburg Elementary School, who just said, look, I love my kids. I'm not going to lie to them, and I'm not going to tell a little boy that he's a girl or a little girl that he's a bo she's a boy. And guess what? They were fired. Now, Tanner Cross is being reinstated. I don't know what's going to happen to this Peter Fleming, but um, yeah. So I mean that proves the point that <laughs> you talk about discrimination. Th these are choices. I mean, it's, it's not like you're discriminating. No, no. Granted, they're going to say, "Wow, it's just the same." I mean, if you're a true progressive, you're going to say, "Well, this is this is discrimination, just like racial discrimination." Uh, no, it's not. 
Now, this is, listen, listen to how radical Covenant Day School, and by the way, the News and Observer went out and found a graduate from Covenant Day School, which is down in Charlotte, and uh, he's now at UNC Chapel Hill. They found him, and sure, he was a willing participant. Uh, you know, he was, he's now come out as gay, and he's come out, and, and by the way, he said, well, I didn't find any, you know, I didn't see any, or no, he came out and said, I wasn't discriminated against, but I saw some other discrimination. But what is the awful thing that Covenant Day School has in their policies? Quote, this is out of their policy manual, God opposes the confusion of man as woman and woman as man. One clause in the school's handbook said, the handbook also says that individuals should live in accordance with their biological sex. Now that is radical. How dare they do something and say something that mean and that radical? Well, another situation too that you're you cannot, you know, the liberals will not let a conservative um, or or someone that's you know believes in science to have a different opinion. If you don't have the exact same yep. opinion as them, you're vilified. Yep. It's just, uh, I mean, they're the ones that are not tolerant by a long shot. Exactly. By the way, a couple other stories we haven't had time to really get into detail with, but that Supreme Court ruling uh, reinstating the Trump era remain in Mexico policy apparently is having an effect. Uh, apparently they are now sending people back at the border. We'll see. I, when, I, when I read this, I, I was a little suspicious. Okay, is this really going to have some lasting effect, or is this just a, uh, a tip of the hat that's going to turn around within a couple of weeks? back to the uh, wrong direction. Also, the Daily Wire is reporting election integrity is now the law in Texas. Remember all those Democrats that uh, flew out of Texas up to Washington, D.C.? And, and remember, remember how they painted themselves as victims <laughs> and how they were saving uh, election uh, fairness and equity? And Well, uh, they are now back. Uh, the law has now passed. Governor Abbott has now signed it, and uh, it is it is now the law of the land in Texas. I guess they were having their their Spartacus moment, like um, oh yeah, what's the guy from um, the uh, black senator from, from uh, New York or yeah, Connecticut went to, went, to, went to Stanford. Can't remember his name now. <laughs> How quickly we forget. Yeah, I mean, I I think. I think people found out pretty quickly he was an empty suit that, you know, just no matter how much time you get on MSNBC, uh, there's no there there with him. Also, the CEO of a video game developer, he was the CEO of this company. He was down in Georgia. He tweeted his support for that Texas pro-life law, which bans abortion once cardiac activity is detected in the baby. He said, quote, proud of U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. His name was John Gibson. He was the CEO, CEO of Tripwire Interactive. Um, well, guess what? He's now been canned. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, you, I, again, you talk about discrimination. Just what you just said. If you don't agree with progressives, goodbye. And people are quickly not standing up, and suddenly there will be no voices. Yeah. Hey, we'll do it again tomorrow at 5. We'll see you then. Have a good evening. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.